All right, Buzz Buzz Babies, and welcome back to another episode of Blake's Buzz. And this week, we've got a special guest. He's written for Marvel. He's written for DC. He's written one of my new favorite books this year, Sea of Sorrows. We got Rich Duick in the house. How you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you? How are you? I am good, man. I'm I'm excited to talk. I I I really like your writing, and I'm just I'm really stoked to kind of pick your brain and hear about your process and steal all your ideas so I can make my own comics. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so I just read um, I just read your uh, your Marvel your recent Marvel um, breakout one shot your your Star Lord. And mm-hmm. now I want to go back. I've read Old Man Logan, but I haven't read the other Old Man comics that that they've been mm-hmm. dropping. And now I want to go back and like you've made me want to like go back and and check out this this aged universe. Um, how all right? How how'd you like hop into that? Because I mean that's that's like an odd one shot to kind of fall into. Like how, yeah. how that happen? Well, I mean you know it's like uh i don't think i could have you know like predicted that this would be like the first marvel gig i got you know like i mean i I liked old man logan and uh a lot of like wastelanders stuff um so a lot of stuff that came after it um but i never like i didn't even know that they were planning on doing doing more um more of it but um I had been talking to um, one of the editors over there. Uh, his name is Mark Bixpesso. Uh He's a really, really nice guy. Uh, and you know, we—I had just been like, kind of uh, sending him, sending him my work. You know, like you do. Like, I, you know, when I had a new comic out, I'd be like, "Hey, man, you know, here's uh, here's my new thing. You know, got anything coming up? Let me know." Like, you know, I had met him at a New York Comic Con a couple of years ago, so that that's how we started like staying in touch. But, you know, it was always like, he's always like really friendly, but he was just like, no, I don't, don't have anything, don't have anything, but, you know, keep sending stuff. So, uh, and then like, just out of nowhere, I, I, uh, <laughs> I looked in my, my email, there was an email from him said like, you know, Hey, uh, we're, we're doing some, some new Wastelander stuff. Do you want, uh, would you be interested in, in writing the Star Lord one? And, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to like play it cool and, you know, not write back for like a day, but, uh. I, I, I think I lasted about like 10 minutes, maybe 20 minutes before I wrote back with like an enthusiastic. Yes. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, abso- absolutely. Um, that's funny i do the same thing like when when i write when i write you guys to like ask if you guys want to do be on the show and like i mean i i work from home and i'm on the computer so like i always have twitter Uh, up you know it's like when when you guys respond and you're like yes i'm like oh oh no like i gotta get give it a a minute like don't don't come off as too eager a podcaster that's that's funny yeah i I would do man if if someone if if marvel was ever like blake you want a job i would I feel like I would, I wouldn't even let them finish typing. Like when I saw like the dots, like on a text, I'd I'd be like, yes, I don't care what you're about to say. Yes. Well, we're going to ask if you want to be a janitor. Like Like, I'd still, I would clean the Marvel offices. (laughs) Yeah. Like if they, if they had been like, Hey, you want to write like a hostess fruit pie comic for us? I would have been like, absolutely. (laughs) 100%. Um, I thought you had a really good grasp on star Lord, by the way. Like I really dug it. Yeah, man. Like I love that you brought Kitty back. I, I always liked their relationship and a lot of, a lot of people like, I don't know, like that age of Marvel, like people kind of got irritated with. And I always, I dug them together. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I mean, I think like with anything, you're always going to have like people who who like dug it, people who didn't. And, you know, a lot of times it's, it's kind of about like, you know, it's even less about like, 
a numbers game and more just like who's like shouting the loudest about it you know mm-hmm. i think like uh but you know the thing is is like with the wastelander stuff it's like you know the whole premise is that the villains won and pretty much everyone's dead so it's like you know i i think like it's a lot of fun to like kind of bring characters back and like drop them in that world but like if you're if you're kind of like trying to bring like every single person back it, it, it sort of like loses a little bit of uh what makes it special but you know of, of like the fact that like you know this is like kind of like a devastated world so you know what was like previously established in um in the old man quill books was that uh guardians of the galaxy were, were dead including gamora um uh in that timeline peter quill had been had been married to someone had children on on spartax his wife and children were dead so it was really just sort of like looking back through um a lot of like guardians of the galaxy stories just like kind of like looking for like people who he had like close close relationships with and you know i I really dug the the uh his relationship with kitty too and like the whole like you know that era of um of guardians so i was like you know that could be really cool because you know kitty was an x-man i'm like uh i you know don't like quote me because i'm not 100 percent positive but i'm almost positive that like she's on the page of the original old man logan where like the big reveal of like you know the x-men all being dead i'm sure she's on the page so like we know that she died there and it was just kind of interesting to me of like you know like he kind of comes back to earth and um you know has has his adventure and then and then he sort of what what would he do before he went back into space you know like you know he lost a lot of friends he lost a lot of you know people who you know maybe he kind of took for granted that they were always going to be there you know like the avengers the x-men stuff like that so I, it was just sort of like going through it like like you know how would that affect him you know like he's sort of like this like huge shock of like you know everyone that you thought of as like your allies and, and your friends and stuff are gone mm. so so yeah and then and then just kitty being like his fiance i just thought like that was like a really nice thing to play off of you know like like just what what were like some of his attachments you know of like especially like uh, someone who he was engaged to at one point you know like you know and and it was not like one of those like like an engagement of like convenience like i always got the sense that they really loved each other mm-hmm. it just didn't work out for whatever reason so um so i i know i i just thought it was like a good 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 thing to kind of play off of and then uh i don't know i love uh i love the shadow king like just as like a villain yeah. like uh there's just something about like uh his look that like like uh that 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 smile with those like sharp teeth and like the the face and stuff i just love it i love it and i knew i wanted to do something with with shadow king if possible so it just uh kind of having him be the source of like all these like illusions i thought was like a real fun fun thing to do yeah it had like a cool like ghosts of christmas past vibe kind of you know and then and then i i really love the i love the end how i don't want to like spoil it but like with with the the cha- when you change the name of the ship like i was like i was like a gut yeah. punch right in the feels i was like man i was like that got me yeah no I, I, that was uh that was kind of like a late addition to the game i think because i was like you know i wasn't really sure kind of like I, I you know i wasn't really sure like how i wanted to end it and then uh so i was just sort of like reading through a bunch of stuff like just reading through like the comics themselves reading through like wikipedia and like you know people talking about the comics and stuff and then I was like, 
um, you know, the, the Guardian, sh uh, his original ship was called the Milano. And for whatever reason, like it, it never, I, I never really like, I was just like, oh, it's, it's called the Milano. That's just the name. Like, I didn't even realize that it, he's supposed to have named it after Alyssa Milano, yeah. <laughs> who he had a crush on because uh, she was on TV. And I was just like, oh, OK, well, you know, this is a guy who like names his ships after, you know, these like people he has like superficial crushes on. Like, I think in the in the main continuity like uh the Milano got destroyed then like the next ship was called like the Benatar or something like that or for like Pat Benatar and it's all these like 80s references because that was like you know when he last time he was on earth uh, so it just sort of like I thought it was a good way to show how he you know kind of like matured a little bit you know it's like you know when you're like a young swashbuckling uh <laughs> space pirate it's like yeah you know like you're gonna name it after like somebody you know you have a crush on but like when when you have the weight of like all those years on you and like you have a little bit of better idea of like what's really important and like what's important to you i just thought it was a nice way to kind of tie everything together yeah and that... really just kind of show how he like you know that he's not just like old like physically he's like you know he's like matured a little bit so you're gonna be the next marvel guardians of the galaxy writer i feel like they should just give it to you after that <laughs> like, uh, you know i would i, would, I wouldn't turn down but just, follow, know, just follow, uh, follow up al ewing no big deal right just hop yeah, in the, right? yeah hop in the spaceship baby yeah i'll just call al up and be like hey come on just you know tell, me. tell yeah, me tell but... me where you're ending and i'll take it <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, well i mean i i joke but i mean you have so like you've put out some cool stuff with comics tribe uh and then you put out some some great stuff like i said uh, sea of sorrows is one of my favorite comics of the year uh you're you're oh, you, are, you. you are on my I, i'm doing my top 10 live show next week you I'm, i won't tell you where you are but you're on my top 10 for the year of uh, for sea of sorrows and oh, like wow, man. yeah i loved it and, and it was just like i, I thought it was like you, you like snuck me the issues before they came out like i just i don't know you made me feel like a like a rock star kind of <laughs> i was like i was like oh, i'm a real journalist but i i loved that and um and uh, you know uh like happy hill like that was great you guys had a really successful kickstarter too i I, you know yeah. that, that did well and and then like i mean it hasn't been that i mean release wise i know you probably were working on them for a while but like you did superman red and blue number four and your your short and that was great and then you did this one shot for marvel and mm -hmm. i think i i assume like it, it really impresses me when you guys do these like really good one shots and it impresses me even more when you can do like a five six page short because like five or six pages in in a comic script like that you don't have a lot of work you, you don't have a lot yeah. of play like you gotta you gotta be precise you gotta structure it right you gotta like make someone feel something uh and i i thought you did like you know the the boy scout superman and then you taught us you know like he taught you taught us a lesson in six pages <laughs> like and so yeah. i just I, I mean it's i think it's really cool like you're you're pumping out the jams and and you did these you you yeah. did some big two work this year like how's that feel like are, are, I feel like you're probably like got some like pep in your step, right? No, I feel it feels really good. I mean, you know, like I started, I mean, if you want to like count my like self-publishing days and stuff, like I, I think I've been like making comics for like almost like 10 years now. So it's wow. like, and like for all of those 10 years, I've wanted to like write for Marvel <laughs> and DC, you know, and, and before that, you know, like, like, like when I would be like sitting around, like thinking like, 
man, I really would love to write, write comic books. And it was like, you know, yeah, I wanted to like work on my own stuff, but I mean, like, you know, come on. It was like, you know, like the dream to be like working on like Superman or Batman or, 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 you know, Wolverine or like something like that, you know? So it really is like, um, it's, it was really like a great year for that because it's like, it's stuff finally kind of started clicking, you know? And, and it's not like, um, like it, it's weird because it's like, like you said, it's like just the way things come out. It's like, you know, like, Oh, you got this and then you got that and then you got that. And it all seems really fast, but it really is a lot of like, um, a lot of work as far as like, you know, putting out stuff that people are going to want to read and, and showing it to people and, you know, trying to meet editors and not be like, you know, creepy or weird and make a good impression <laughs> on, on them, you know, like, um, and like stay in touch with them without being like overbearing or annoying, yeah. or, you know, it, and, and it's, it's hard because like your average, I, I'd say like pretty much every editor I know at DC and Marvel and all the other like companies too, like, you know, IDW boom. So they're all like, very 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 busy so it's like and they're busy with like things that like you know if a book doesn't go off it's like you know they're gonna get in trouble and they're gonna like you know their job might be in jeopardy or something so it's like they're always like kind of have fires to put out and it's like and then here you you come along like you know like hey i wrote a book could you please read it and and take like you know take 20 minutes out of your day to read it and then another 20 minutes to tell me how you know how much you liked it and uh and and then like, you know, think about like uh, working together with somebody who you've never met before and have no idea whether it was this book was like a nightmare to produce or not. You know what I mean? So it's it's like it, it takes some time to kind of develop that relationship where there's enough kind of like um, trust that they will, uh, you know, give you a shot. So I've been working on that for a long time. And now is like when it's you know, finally kind of starting to um, bear a little fruit. So, so I would so imagine really, really good feeling writing Superman is like already kind of like intimidating. I, I would think just cause it's, it's, you know, it's Superman. Um, and to like have your first DC gig and you're writing Superman and you only have six pages. Like, was yeah. that like, I was, I feel like that would be like kind of, was it kind of, were you sweating over that? Like, I feel like that'd be kind of like I mean, amazing, bit, but bit. also stressful. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it was amazing. It, it was a little stressful, but like, you know, when I, when I was pitching the story, um, like I didn't know this, like when I first pitched it, I didn't know Superman red and blue existed. You know what I mean? Like it hadn't been announced yet. Uh, I didn't know like anything about DC's plans. I just happened to know um, Jamie Rich, who is the editor of the Superman group at the time. And we had been talking again, like I had been talking to Mark for a while. And, um, but I was talking to Jamie and he was, um, he had just gotten the Superman gig and I just wrote him a note saying like, Hey, congratulations. I'm really happy for you. I love Superman and I have a story uh, I would love to tell. And he was just like, hit me, like, you know, what's your story? So, so I pitched it to him and he really liked the idea. And he was like, he was like, this is really good. Like, there's a couple of ways we could do it. He's like, he's like, if you want to write like an entire, if you want to write this as like a one shot, he's like, we could write it and it could be an inventory issue. Like, I don't know if you know what an inventory issue is, but it's like, basically it's like a fill-in. So it's like, it's something that um, they don't do it as much anymore, but like um, what they would do is like, they'll, they'll produce an issue and basically put it in a filing cabinet. Mm. And then uh, if uh, like, let's say you know superman the series like you know the, the ongoing series of superman is chugging along 
And then like one month, like the artists just like can't make the deadline or whatever. And they don't have anything. They'll reach into that drawer oh. and they'll say, okay, here, here's a one shot. Like, you know, we'll, we'll come back to our regular story um, later. And like, it was a lot more common back in the day because back in the day, like it was much less common to have these like huge, long, like, like multi-year long, like story arcs, you know, like it used to be like, uh, you know, every issue was like one and done. Sometimes you'd have a storyline over two issues, three issues, whatever it was, but they were much shorter. So it was much easier to kind of like slip in something and not have it like mess everything up like nowadays it's like you can't like you can't put in like an inventory issue of like superman and metropolis if he's like currently stuck on war world you know what i mean <laughs> so it's like so it's a little more complicated these days but he was like he was like if you want to do an inventory issue we could do that he's like if you think you can tell this story in eight pages i have actually have a spot for it and i'll he's like and, and we can we can we can publish it so i was like uh, like i didn't know if i could tell it in eight pages but you know for shit sure i said yes you know? <laughs> you're like i'll figure it <laughs> <He's> out like, <laughs> i was like yeah i could tell it in eight pages and um you know so then the process with that was kind of proving that by sending him like an outline that kind of broke it down page by page like how everything how everything was going to go and uh he liked that so so that's you know it was hard but it just really kind of came down to uh just really kind of figuring out what the story is about and what the most important parts were and like um what could kind of be like glossed over and what could be condensed so like like if you look at that superman story i wrote that like uh it was going to be the last superman story i ever wrote and it might be, I don't know, but like Solomon Grundy's in there, Mr. Mixelplex is in there, Lex <laughs> Luthor's in there, Brainiac's in there. They're all in there for Bizarro's in there. They're all in there for just one panel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the whole the whole sequence was that like Superman is kind of flying around fighting all these enemies while he has to deal with these like uh, social media challenge people. So it's like so in a world where like where this storyline was like let's say twenty pages, or if it was like a mini series or something each one of those little battles could have taken a little bit longer you know what i mean like i could have like spread it out a little bit and and had like you know okay like he's like in the middle of this like five page fight with lex luther or you know whatever it is so it's like so you just kind of like look at the parts of the story that you can condense and the parts that um you know the parts that sort of need a little room to play out those are the ones that like you give give those pages i think that was um, a smart play like structure structure yeah. wise because i mean you we we know we we know what it's like when superman punches somebody right like it, the, yeah, the action exactly. is the action's great but like and, and your artist did really well too like i loved the the like grimace like when he's like saving people and, <laughs> and they got like this selfie yeah. stick and he's just like god damn it like <laughs> yeah it's like he's just having like it's like you know it's like you're not making his job any easier and he's superman so he's going to save you yeah but it's like you know you're getting on his nerves a little bit so yeah i mean like working with joe uh quinones was just amazing i mean he's such an amazing artist and like he like he's working on like the uh uh batman 89 series mm -hmm. so he has a real kind of heart for those like um kind of like i guess like a classical rendition of a lot of the um heroes so like when i when uh when he's when he read the story and like we we're talking a little bit about like what he was going to do it was like very much like inspired by like that like christopher reeve and like that you know kind of classic like uh you know 
like farm boy kind of Superman, <laughs> you know, like like the big blue Boy Scout, and which is like you know like can be corny, but like I also kind of love love that Superman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like like I just um, I, I love the idea of like a not like a totally not gritty, not dark. Superman, like just like a pure good guy, just doing it because he is a good guy. Like there's just something I love about that. Yeah, I I like both. Like you know, I I like the grittiness, like in like the Justice League titles, or I I love mm-hmm. when he does when he when him and Bruce get together, right? Like I love that dynamic of like this, you know, the the sad city kid and and the the happy the happy farm boy, uh-huh. you know, like it's that dynamic work works great. Uh, and that, that like dichot that, like that dichotomous relationship kind of they're so on opposite ends of the spectrum but like I love that they like respect each other and get along mm-hmm. and, and that's due to the creatives and the strong writing yeah when they get together but yeah I'm with you man like I love the gritty comics and and it's interesting to see Clark in those you know situations because but it, it, there's just something magical about like the hope that he provides especially now like yeah shit kind of sucks man like i don't need yeah. everything gritty and dystopic when i read comics right like it's okay to be happy well, yeah <laughs> I, I mean I, I think there's like there's a place for it and there are some really great like dark takes on superman like i think like like homelander from the boys is like amazing oh yeah uh ir- there's this old comic by mark way called irredeemable about oh, like a superman that. that goes bad that the it's one of my favorites so yeah the plutonian so it's like like, you know, there, there's definitely like a place for those stories, but I got to say, like, I lo- like when we're talking about like Superman with big S and, you know, like Clark Kent, like that dude, like I want him to be that, you know, pure symbol of hope, Boy Scout, always going to do the right thing, even if it hurts him, even if it, you know, even if it's hard or whatever, like that's what I want out of like Superman. So that's what I wrote, you know, and it, it's, it's fun because it's like, you know, you, you at least my my experience was that it's like I almost didn't really know like what I could say with Superman that like hadn't been said before and that was like kind of worrying me because mm. it's like you know you don't want to like do something that's like you know just like going over like old ground and stuff like that but I just sort of like took a step back and I was just thinking like, well, what do I love about Superman? Like what, you know, what inspires me? Like, why do I even want to write him? You know what I mean? Like, do I want to write him just to say I wrote him or do I like, you know, do I connect with something about him? And like, and it was through that, that I was able to, you know, find the story and, 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 and do the thing I wanted to do. And all this because, just you know, came out, like, right? In the, yeah. in the hardcover, like, didn't that, it just yeah. came out? Yeah. Red and blue, red and blue just came out and hardcover i think uh last week Not did sure. you get did Maybe you get comps is before. it is it nice is it nice yeah i did <laughs> yeah it's up on my bookshelf and everything uh nice. it's a beautiful beautiful book it's it's like it, it's funny because it's like like red and blue and batman black and white and, and all those they're kind of like showcase books you know what i mean it's like it's like uh you know you're really not bogged down by you don't have to worry about continuity it's really just sort of like uh you know you tell your like if you like all the cuffs are off like you know what's your what's your ideal superman story and that's like kind of something that they they give a lot of talented people like you know like like uh on the writing side like you know mark wade or like you know um 
on 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 the art side. So it's like so it's just funny because it's like like I'm look, looking at the solicitation for the book and it's like it's like Mark Wade, Josh Williamson, Rich Duek. It's like it's <laughs> kind of like one of these things is not like the other. You know what I mean? But it's it's really cool to like be in a book with like so many like people that I've looked up to for like a really really long time. You know? That's awesome. Um, trip but uh but it's cool i like that they've given like uh, the, it, i feel like with red and blue uh black and gold harley black and red um th- th- i feel like they've reached out to like the indie the indie side of comics and kind of yeah. given a, a lot of a lot of you guys a chance to like do these little one shots and, and and show what you can do with like dc properties and i i, I really like them like i'm not one of those people i i love like i love tom king's batman i love scott snyder's batman i love these these big epic stories right that last for 50 issues mm-hmm. i think it's awesome but like i i'm not like a canon i don't have like a boner yeah. for canon right like i'm not one of those guys that's like well that didn't happen five years ago like i'm fine <laughs> with new right. stories and new takes and and like i, I these comic short stories like are just really impressive to me like because you just you guys have so little room to do so much and you still accomplish that like you you still like get us in the feels uh and you encapsulate the character and you do all these things like in such a short amount of time and i just think it's wildly impressive yeah i mean sometimes it's just nice to just like just pick up a book and be able to read it read a good story you know without like without feeling like you have to like like okay i'm gonna be like reading this for like the next like year or like uh you know whatever it is and not feeling like you have to do any like homework or like you know like that i have to like go back and read like 50 things to like understand what's going on in this panel it's like you know like i love that stuff too and and there's there's place for it but i think there's also a place for just like you know picking up story having some fun like reading a fun story you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like um like i have a, another short coming out with dc in february um and for uh for their valentine's day special and oh, like cool. um yeah it's called strange love adventures and uh and uh so i got to write uh flash and gorilla grod it was just like <laughs> fun because it was like because what they asked for they were just like we want to just tell like you know kind of like a little bit like off the wall kind of like you know not like silly but like light-hearted kind of stories so it's like you know so it's like what does valentine's day look like for gorilla grod like you know <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny and i had a ball like writing it i you know like I, I, it kills me. I can't like share the pages with anybody because it's a little too early, but like, but it's a fun story. And it's just like, it's like, you know, no, it's not like, you know, this like super deep thing about like, you know, Barry Allen and the flash and saving the world and stuff like that. It's just like, I had a good time writing it and, and everyone that has seen it internally has had a good time reading it. So, I th- you know, I'm really excited for it. That's all. I, I think that that's, so I love Marvel and DC. I very much love indie. I very much love Kickstarter. I, I have, I have no allegiance anywhere. Right. I just love comics. Yeah. But I do think that DC does better with the anthology kind of collections. And I think that they're Mm -hmm. typically their holiday specials, I think usually shine. And I, 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 I wish I wish Marvel could do that similarly to DC because I mean they they try Wolverine Red White and Blood or Black White and whatever I can't it was it had a couple strong entities in it but 
Um, and, and I know they're they're coming out with an Electro one now, and they've they're they're kind of doing that too. But I I feel like DC's got this the stronghold, and I, it all started, and I'm pretty sure with Batman Black and White, which I always thought was awesome. Yeah. And I love that they're doing this, but yeah, like that's cool that you're in a holiday special. Like I always enjoy the the holiday specials from them. Like they're just always fun and, and they get a good group of people to, to just kind of, they kind of just like, especially those, like they just kind of go, they're just like, like have fun with it. And, and it's not, not that it's not like serious storytelling because it's that you still have to like tell the story and, and do all the narrative things you have to do to tell a good story. But I don't know. They're just, they're cool. And I dig them and I definitely don't mind paying like eight to 10 bucks for them when they come out i always buy them nice so that's cool i'm yeah, I'll, so- I'll definitely be checking that out that's that's exciting more more big two work from you man that's that's so cool yeah like, that'll be that'll be number three taking so, over comics yeah. rich over here <laughs> inch by inch yeah <laughs> you also wrote ninja turtles right a few years ago i, I wrote um that at the time they were doing uh the like universe. a secondary book yeah TMT universe yeah so the whole idea was like kind of exploring some kind of like uh some of the side characters so like not every not every story in universe like had a turtle in it like I I wrote I wrote in the universe but I didn't actually have any turtles in my story which is pretty funny but uh we'll get back there someday but um But it was fun. Yeah, it was, it was it was a great experience. It got me kind of like uh, a little experience as to like how it's different writing for like um, like a licensed property as opposed to like writing your own thing. You know, like there's certain things you need to take into account as far as like, you know, which characters you can use and, mm. and what you can say, what you can't say and stuff like that. And, you know, it was it was pretty smooth experience. Like uh, it didn't like really butt heads with anybody, but it just like it. It was like very educational as far as like, you know, um, I think like even in like the pitching stuff, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I love Bebop and Rocksteady. I would love to do like something with them. And, you know, my editor being like, oh, well, you know, we have a mini series with them out around the same time and it's going to feel like too much, too much exposure with them. And we don't want to like, you know, confuse people. So let's like put them on the shelf for now. Like who else do you like and stuff like that? So, you know, because how dare the world have too much Bebop? and rock steady <laughs> i love those guys yeah i think no i do too i think it was more just like a timing thing yeah it's like, yeah you know, i get it they didn't want them like all over the place like that month but um but yeah no that was cool that 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 happened uh with uh idw because uh the editor i was working on with my first series there uh better magic also happened to be the uh, group editor for tmnt and i just kept hitting him up being like uh you know if you have anything let me know that's one of my favorite i'm very behind in that in that tmnt comic but that that reboot of ninja turtles from idw is one like i Mm -hmm. always recommend it to people i'm like you it's amazing and i have like all i've spent so much money on that series man like since it began (laughs) like i have like every i I have an eastman variant for every issue that's had an eastman variant basically i've got all almost 130 issues now all the mini series mm-hmm. i've got all the tmnt universe series i'm just i'm catching up on it like i in the main series i'm on about issue 92 but i, I have mm-hmm. them all and like that i've cut back a lot on my singles but that's still that's one where like I, i'm in it to win it and and a lot of like i feel like more people need to talk about it because i don't care if it's ninja turtles or not like it well it's now they that ninja turtle series has run longer than the mirage eastman and laird original yeah. series like it's and yeah i mean 
it's it's gonna it's putting up like walking dead numbers now like in for an indie comic yeah. from anybody like that's super impressive no it's a really good series it's like it, it's you know kind of a um, it's it's not as like down and dirty and gritty as like the original but it's it's not like you know like the cartoon either you know it, yeah. it's almost like uh like it, it, it it's got like a really kind of like i think it's like the the right way to do like kind of like a modern update you know what i mean yeah so, and they get and they get to cross really over with batman now like dude mm-hmm. if if little kid blake knew that like when i was in my 30s there would be <laughs> a batman and ninja turtle like, like that michelangelo would put on the bat cow while eating a piece of pizza if you would have told me that i would have been like get out of here like that's never gonna happen um so yeah i just right. I, that's so cool and like yeah when i was i was i was you know i was i was creeping on you researching for our talk and and i was looking at your because i have a few of your comics but not everything and and uh and i saw that you wrote ninja turtles and i was like i was i wanted to like read it but then i was like but i'm not like i have like the reading order and i was like (laughs) i was like i can't Uh like jump ahead but I, i was like man that's just cool and so, so you were working at IDW before, so like, uh, like well before CSROs and stuff, you were you were doing work at yeah. IDW. Well, my first uh, first series I ever did was a series called Gutter Magic, and um, it's kind of like a, um, I guess you could call it like urban fantasy. I don't know. It, it's it's like uh, basically the the premise of the series is um, yeah, during World War to uh rather than like a race for the atomic bomb like wizards started getting involved in the war like kind of like harry potter type wizards um and uh the war escalated they were kind of like opening portals to different dimensions and bringing in dragons and and all this stuff so so kind of like the entire world kind of like got ravaged by this huge magical war and this is the world like maybe like the modern day version of that world you know so it's like new york has kind of been rebuilt uh it takes place in new York. New York has been rebuilt, but it's been rebuilt uh, with wizards at the top of the society. So, like, you have, like, you know, the Chrysler building is, like, half and half, like, you know, being held in place by, like, levitation. And instead oh, cool. of, like, skyscrapers, you've got, like, wizards towers, dragons flying around, and, and uh, steampunk airships and stuff like that. Um, so, anyway, yeah, so that's the basic premise of the series. And 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 the, the main character is this guy who uh, comes from a very famous family of wizards, but he can't do magic himself and he's like basically hustling to like get that power so um so it, it's a lot of fun um I, I did you know i wrote it a long time ago recently did a few more it's something that like i i, I try to add to like periodically like i do like short stories i did like the second series but anyway we're talking about the beginning so that that came out through idw i think in like 2016 and uh then i got the ninja turtle stuff the following year and then i was just sort of like doing like a bunch of like smaller stuff like i would do like anthology stuff i did like uh that's when i started working on whaling blade and um and then i got the idea for road of bones and started pitching that around and that wound up idw wound up really liking that too so they put out road of bones that was turned out to be a uh a surprise like, like i think it was like a surprise success for them like i think they thought like you know i think they thought it would do fine like you know they, they didn't think it was not going to be um successful because otherwise they wouldn't have you know accepted it but it wound up going like like the first issue wound up going to three printings yeah i think every issue except the last one got like second printing so it, it was successful book as that about because sea of sorrows is um it's not a sequel to road of bones but it's kind of like related by theme you know what i mean it's like got the same 
same kind of like ingredients of horror like you know like it's got like psychological horror it's got a supernatural creature and it's got like you know rotten people in a rotten situation (laughs) that's basically kind of like the uh you know, the ingredients to the soup just like kind of mixed up a different way for CSRs. So I like how you've kept like with some of these books, like you've kept your teams together, like you and the artist mm-hmm. and the colorists. Um, so like I was thinking like, like Wailing Blade and then, um, and then Happy Hill and, and then, you mm-hmm. know, Road of Bones and, and CSRs. And and the art in all, in all of these books is is magnificent. The Sea of Sorrows, though, like <laughs> those pages, man, like it's so it's so creepy. And one of the, the reasons why this was one of my favorite comics of the year is is yeah, like you said, like foul characters, lots of pieces of shit. You can't trust anybody. But that that like solitude uh, and the and the paranoia Mm -hmm. and like reading that like when we're all locked in our houses and not allowed to leave because because of quarantine (laughs) it just hit a little different you know and it was like it was like wow and then also just like the the your take on like mermaids and the siren song and and that sailor temptation and and what happens and 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 then you know alex's art is is fucking crazy too oh it's it's amazing i think like you know part of it is just that it's like you know like i like getting really friendly with alex and joe and 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 loving working with them and and knowing we work well together it's like why would i ever stop working with them you know like like there's like i do kind of like different different books with them because you know they have like different styles and i think there's stuff that um you know there are things that joe does better than alex and things that alex does better than joe or not better is not the right word it's more just like they kind of like lean into their styles in like different ways yeah Yeah, they have very different Um, styles but they're both very talented individuals so so it's like why why wouldn't i keep working with them well like i know like like when i write something for alex or for joe like you know like i know almost can like see it in my head like i know it's gonna be awesome so it's like yeah like i, I like if i could I'd, I'd make books with those guys like you know for the rest of my uh rest of my career like no matter what else i do you know i, I like want to stick with them so so what's yeah. so now that you've like it, you're you have an interesting portfolio so like you've you've you work for some you've done some big bigger in you know i idw is i i said last night to some people i was like you know it's it's not really the big two anymore it's kind of like the big five big five or six yeah. you know like it, it, and so you know like these these indie companies like like idw and image and dark horse like they're they're getting bigger and um mm-hmm. and so like you've you've done you've done idw work you know you're doing big two work but i also think it's really cool that you work with comics tribe and you've put out some really cool stuff with them and that's like you you also like dip your toes into the kickstarter world and and so yeah, like yeah. what's like well first i got two questions how like you know do do you like kickstarter is that are you going to remain like, like or crowdfunding in general like is because i know that's a lot more work on you guys even with comics tribe mm-hmm. that helps you promote like too but yeah. i mean you got you still got to like you do the interviews you got to you know it's it's a little bit different than yeah. when you have a publisher behind you or a bigger publisher and then and, and also like you know, everybody's got a new opinion about Kickstarter now because of blockchain and stuff. Like, have 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 you have you guys in Comics Tribe like talked about? Because I know it's it. I mean, 
uh you know john's got uh john's or you just wrapped up the the new sync issue with like he and so like mm-hmm. you guys have stuff going so you can't like just pull out yeah <laughs> you can't pull yeah. your horses out of the race yet you know because it's going but no, i mean like, that, what's your thoughts that's on kind that of like the i mean the i love kickstarter uh it is a lot of work uh but comic shred does make it a lot easier because Tyler, who's the you know publisher at Comic Tribe, just kind of I feel like he's almost got it down to a science. Like he he does like he basically he does like a podcast, basically like uh, comics launch at like trains like 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 trains people to like you know how to run a successful Kickstarter. So like oh, he knows cool. this stuff, and, and he definitely makes it a lot easier. Um, but you know I, I've done other Kickstarter stuff that I've been involved in. Like I just had a story in um, this uh, Nightmare Theater anthology. Yes, uh, coming. Oh. Oh, I, just, I just spent some um, bucks on that one because <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to get them. So, I mean, like, I yeah, like, I like Kickstarters a lot better when I don't have to do all the heavy lifting, you know, like, I just sort of, like, show up when, when they tell me to and, like, you know, tweet about <laughs> it and, like, do all that stuff and, like, you know, do you want to do an interview? Sure. It's like, you know, if I don't have to, like, figure out the, you know, the logistics of, like, printing and shipping and, like, all that stuff, it's like, you know, definitely like it a lot better not having to do that. But, yeah. but at the same time, like, as a platform like i think it's great because there's like uh i think the like kind of like the passion of of people who make the kickstarters and the people who support them is kind of like unparalleled like um you really you really feel like a lot of love and support like when you're doing a kickstarter like you know like the people that are like um pledging for the book like really really want the book Mm -hmm. and and are really excited about it and that's a great feeling it's like you know like you walk into a store a comic shop whatever you see something on the rack and you might be like "Eh, i'll give it a shot you know what i mean you know you might wind up liking it you might wind up not liking it but there's kind of like the room for that kind of like browsing like impulse buys or whatever i kind of find that on uh kickstarter fans it's like the people that pledge are like really really into it and and that's that's great i started a whole platform for yeah. kickstarter like, right. i loved it i yeah. loved it so much i started a fucking podcast <laughs> yeah i mean and the, the other great thing about it is that it's like um it's really kind of like no one can tell you you can't do something. You know what I mean? Like if I have a pitch that I really believe in and I send it to every publisher under the sun that I would want to work with and they all say no, I now have a way to give them all the middle finger and put the book out <laughs> and make it great and make them wish that they had done it. Which is funny because then now they'll do it. Like they'll say no because I feel like uh, this is happening more and more. Like people will pitch a book, they'll say no, and then they're like, okay i'll go to kickstarter and you go to kickstarter and then these publishers see that it got funded and that the book got made yeah. and then they're like okay well let come to like we'll yeah. talk to you now like it's kind of weird yeah it's a little weird i mean sometimes they kind of need to see proof that you know people want something and like i get it you know and i you know it's i'm not saying like if that exact thing happened to me that i would like i wouldn't turn my nose up that like you know <laughs> a publishing deal it's just but but it's just like you know the great thing about kickstarter is that you really like are beholden to nobody as far as like you know making the book the way you want to make it um doing whatever book you want like i mean trying new things like you know things that might not fit somewhere or whatever it's like you could just do it and, and like you know find your audience and find people that are going to love it so i think it's a great thing which is a big part of why the blockchain thing was kind of a bummer because mm. it's like i don't really understand it 100 like why they kind of need to do it and like i think the thing with blockchain is it's like you know 
it's it's like so crazy now because you have like crypto and then you have nfts and then you also have like blockchain as a technology that like you could apply to kind of like things like websites and stuff that will have nothing to do with crypto and nothing to do with you know um uh nfts or anything like that and it's just sort of like you know a way to like organize things and, and like and that's the thing is like i don't feel like i don't feel like they talk to anybody about making the change i yeah. mean people using their platform and then i don't think they really explain what that change means it's like you know like i don't understand why they're doing it i don't understand exactly how they're doing it and until i do it's you know it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable but i'm not like kind of i'm not saying like i'm never going to do a kickstarter again but it's like you know if another platform we're going to kind of like come up and be a little more transparent and a little more um you know um like easy to work with like I, I i would be tempted to like do that instead yeah so we'll, we'll just see what happens i think it's like the kind of thing where like well, like i i don't approve of like kind of like i i think the whole like nft thing is like a little bit ridiculous right now it's like there's a lot of like scammers and a lot of like um crazy like shit going on and, and and stuff that like people don't even know about like like i remember like the thing that kicked off like the whole nft craze was like a piece of art selling for like millions of dollars yeah and then like you <laughs> and then you but then you find out like two months later that the guy who was selling it and the guy that were bought it are business partners so it's like you know what i mean so it, it it's just like there's all this stuff because it's so, like unregulated that like i feel like it's wild west and like and there's a lot of like bad actors out there yeah but it's like tax it, fraud kind of or it's not tax yeah. fraud it's tax evasion i guess but like i i just look at yeah. like like liam sharp i think is a super cool dude and he seems super nice and he's really talented and like people are ripping off his deviant art page and selling nfts and stuff they stole yeah off De and deviant art's like well we can't do anything about it and it's like i'm like it just i don't know like it has like it has like no good flavor in anybody's mouth i feel like unless exactly. you get money from it exactly but it's like but then the other thing is it's like it's like a technology with like the technology part of it i feel like is probably not going to be going away anytime soon so it's like so if there's a way to like have that technology without all the scummy shit without all the environmental impact or whatever uh without all the you know power usage and, and stuff like that yeah. like if there's ways to implement it that are like you know kind of like ethical then i wouldn't have a problem with it anymore that i have a problem with like running google running its own source code or, or you know what i mean it's like yeah. I, you know i i just think that like right now everything is just so like incomprehensible because of all these like scammers and things like that that it, it's not like a, a space i really want to be uh playing in now you know yeah. what i mean so it makes so me it feel old. does make it like i feel like yeah because my dad my dad's like you know he's like i'm not gonna take a picture of my check to upload it to my bank account i don't trust that shit right. you know and it's like stuff that like like my dad would never use paypal right and i use paypal for right. everything i get mad when i can't use paypal now and so yeah. it's like and so now i feel i'm like man i'm like my dad i'm like I don't want this digital money. Like, you know, like, but it, I try, like it's what aggravates me is it's so hard to research because both sides, people yeah. for it and against it are so biased. It's so hard to like find good information about what's going on. Cause it's like, 
it, it's just like it's it's so split and people are so like yeah. you know it's it's either far left or far right like no one's in the middle like reporting yeah. what's actually going on that's what irritates me it's either yeah it's either like you're gonna get stupidly rich tomorrow like you know or you're gonna destroy the planet right you know? and, <laughs> yes. and like, like you know the truth is probably somewhere in between right? but it's just really hard to like figure out what that is so i think like for me i'm just sort of like okay well you know what figure it out and tell me yes yeah, like, right like i don't have i don't have the time or energy like call me when you, <laughs> you get your I mean? shit together i'll listen to you exactly exactly so so i think you know once kickstarter like has like a real clear like explanation of like what it is they're doing then i'll be able to like make a decision but for now it's like i can't say like 100 yes or no i'll, I'll you know 100 I, I will do a kickstarter again 100 i'll never touch kickstarter again i don't know yeah so we'll see what happens i i just worry about people switching plat like because Com- comics tribe has a lot of followers like on kickstarter oh yeah it's so, like when it when a comics tribe title drops there's a lot of people that no matter if it's like you guys or john lees or, or someone else like doing yeah. it they're they're like oh comics tribe i will back it you know i will i will do yeah. this I'll, and i'll i'll you know spend the extra money for the awesome gnarly badass hardcovers they always put out for everything and like and you know like and i worry about the creators that like because if you guys switch yeah. platforms like that's gonna that's gonna change like, yeah that's you run the risk huge. yeah you run the risk of losing all those people you know yeah. because it's like and not even for like um you know a good reason you know what i mean it's like you're gonna lose them because it's like they don't feel like setting up an account on like mm-hmm. a new platform that they've yeah. never heard of you know what i mean it's like oh, i gotta fill in a freaking form forget that you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm not saying they're stupid. I'm just saying it's like, it, like the one thing I think, you know, you learn is, is it's like the easier you make it for people to support you, the more they tend to support you. It's like, you know, like every little thing you throw up just in, in between the, in between you just makes it like that much harder. Exactly. So, yeah. You, you want yeah. people to give you money as easily as possible. You know, <laughs> And like, and if exactly. you say like, exactly. Hey, you need to, you need to make another login and password and then put your, yeah. credit card info in or whatever you know like people are gonna be like eh. yeah but yeah it's that's that's what i'm yeah. worried about and and already like we were just getting to like where crowdfunding was like becoming normative right like it, it, it's yeah. it's popular and like and it's you know like it's there people are doing really cool stuff and and bigger names are coming to like fucking keanu reeves came to kickstarter man like i know a lot of people yeah. get mad about that but it's still crazy that, that happened and like so like you know things were like looking up and it was flourishing and this year's been nuts with kickstarter like i like there were some weeks where like you know i would do like two or two podcast episodes or like you know three podcast episodes in two weeks to try and get like a kickstarter interview in to like help people with their um campaigns and it was just like there was just so much going on so many cool comics and so yeah that's that's what bums me out is like i want more of that and now it's like there's this big bump in the road none of us really know like what's on the other side of that bump like is it is it tire spikes or smooth asphalt we don't know yet like what's gonna happen yeah i mean yeah i have no idea and it's like and you know i think like you know i think the the unfortunate thing is just that like kickstarter at least from what i've read it's like they haven't given like kind of like a really great explanation as to like why they need to do this Mm -hmm. and why they need to do this now you know what i mean it's like so well and their their press releases haven't helped either because they 
yeah. <laughs> they've been like, hey, we're listening to you. We're probably not going to do anything differently. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, thanks, guys. Like, did you really have to say yeah. that? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. You know, I mean, like ethical consumption is really hard. It's like, you know, 90% of the things that like 90% of the companies, I think that like we like just do business with like probably have like some shady shit in their background so it's yeah. like you know you just kind of have to like do the best you can but the thing is is just that like it would be nice to know like what the fuck we're talking about here because i <laughs> i like read their press releases and i, I had no idea yeah so same yeah. i i don't like feeling dumb about stuff like usually like you know yeah. you can like get online you can research you can figure something out you know and like i just mm-hmm. i this this stuff i just like I just feel dumb. Like I'm reading it and I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand these words, these new made up digital currency words. I don't understand what's happening. Like, uh, so yeah, I just, I, I, I want to talk about it. Cause it's like a hot topic. And I like, you know, th- that's, that's why I like being a podcast host. Cause I can just say, Hey Rich, what do you think? And like bounce off of you, but you know, like, it's just, yeah. it's just weird. And, and I get that like times are changing and like, you know, I'm, I love technology, right? Like if, without technology, like we wouldn't have these zoom meets. We wouldn't, you know, all this, all this new there's new ways of interacting online, you know, we, we wouldn't have. And and it's so like, I love embracing new technology. I just want to understand it. Yeah. I just want to like understand like what I'm like embracing. It's like, you know, you kind of like, I'm not that old, but like, I have to imagine that if I was like living in like the horse and buggy days and I saw a car and I'd be like, okay, that's clearly better than, than this horse and buggy. And I could, I could get into that. But it's like everything with like like NFTs and crypto is just like I'm always just like what? Yeah, because it's like not there. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like not real. Yeah, it's, it's real, but it's not real. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, and then they'll come back at you and be like, well, money's not real. It's like, yeah, okay. Tell that to my yes, student but... loan providers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like, yeah, technically, like you know, it is like something we've all agreed upon, but it's just like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know enough and 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 like i have like way too much going on to like you know put in the hours or <laughs> yeah. whatever to like understand it like i got comic books so, to make i can't do i can't yeah. deal with this weird this weird so, invisible yeah. digital currency shit so i'll just i'll just be the old the old cranky poor guy i guess <laughs> not like make like you know million dollars in bitcoin or whatever <laughs> i would yeah i mean like if if that was what my buddy said that on facebook the other day he was like he was like you know most yeah. people complaining about uh you know bitcoin and blockchain are, are poor white people and i was like i was like okay and, and my buddy's not like a rich by any means right like i mean we're all like you know like we grew up together yeah. like he's it's not like he's inviting me to his summer home on an island and you know to like party and i was right. just i was like what i was like that's no and and stuff like that is what turns me off of this whole deal because it's like it's, it's more often than not it kind of sounds like a cult like it, it it's got yeah. very weird cultish vibes and it makes me uncomfortable and I don't know. I just, I just want to be able to buy comics. And I, I think Kickstarter is kind of hilarious. Cause like they won't let you use PayPal, but they've like jumped. Mm-hmm. They've like 
hopped over PayPal right into Bitcoin. Like, like, like how the hell right. did that happen? Yeah. So I don't know. It's crazy. I have but no idea. On a lighter note, I've on the on the Twitters lately. Um, you know, I, I've heard some talk. Um, can you provide any details about the uh, the Road of Bones spinoff? from kevin cuff and bob france entitled road of boners uh is that oh, is yeah, that yeah. is that project coming to fruition <laughs> uh, uh the the nerds are wanting to know <laughs> yeah yeah uh pornhub is going to be putting it out um <laughs> I love those guys. Those yeah, were, those no. guys were my my first my first interview. Um, my first yeah. like comic book pro, and I got I was really nervous and I got drunk and and uh, it was a massive clusterfuck. And I don't know why they still talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you. Bob Bob and Kevin are they're great guys. They're awesome. Uh, yeah, you know, talented guys, talented guys too. Uh, but yeah, they're a lot of fun. I uh, love their sense of humor. Um, yeah, you know, I, I even forget like what that tweet was like in response to i think it was like something about like something like struck me weird and i made like a vague tweet about it and you know when you when you do a vague tweet you kind of leave yourself open to stuff like that but at the same oh, time yeah, it's you, like, you you said something you you like heard a comic picture or a saw a solicit and you were like what's happening <laughs> and, and yeah, that's what yeah. and so that's like, like i think that. kevin they, they were like what like you don't want like i thought we were doing road of boners <laughs> i was yeah. like I, like that's the thing it's like I, I i i like i hate when other people do that when they're like you know like i'm like you know weirded out or upset about something but i'm not going to tell you what it is <laughs> you know what i mean um but the thing is is just that it's like i like when i whenever i do it it's because like i don't even if it's something i'm like upset about it's like i don't want to like cause trouble for anybody yeah. you know what i mean like if it was like like let's say it's like some some book or whatever that like uh like i wouldn't want anybody to like go attack that book because of something i said or like mm -hmm. attack the creators because of something i said or um or anything like that so it's like like if it, if it was something that was like a legitimate grievance like obviously i would like name names or something but if it's just like kind of me being like momentarily like tweaked or something like that like i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll just like you know I'll just say it, like vent it, just to like vent it. But you know, like I don't want to like give any details because I don't want to like you know, don't want to hurt anybody's like career or, or or their book or anything like that. Yeah. So. No, I'm in the same boat, man. So, like, sorry, I'm not gonna dish any dirt. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I I just I I just had the the uh, road of boaters joke playing. Like I was like, I'm throwing it in yeah. there. I got to do it. But yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like, someone kind of said something. One of my friends, like I um, you know, I've got I I'm getting a lot more followers followers and like the po podcast is getting more listeners and I'm I'm not I'm not used to having a lot of people especially like a lot of like writers and artists that follow me now uh you know I'm used to just being able to kind of like say whatever I want and and my mm -hmm. friend kind of told me the other day they're like you know you've got like 2000 followers and like you got to be a little more careful with like what you say and what you don't say and I was like oh shit I never I never thought about you know because i was just like i don't i don't think <laughs> yeah. about it you know i'm just like i used to get on the i used to get on twitter and talk about comic books and vent about shit pissing me off and now i gotta be yeah a little more careful about the shit that's pissing me off i guess yeah i mean like i, I don't think i'm like some kind of like powerful influencer influence or something where like you know i would say like this book sucks and then like you know sales tank would, like, people and, like, lose their job sales tank or anything like that 
I just like, I think like social media, Twitter especially can get like so, so toxic. Mm -hmm. And I used to get sucked into it too, where like, I would like, you know, like argue with people and like, you know, be to the point where like, I was like, you know, like getting hot like you know like getting like, like i'm gonna kick that guy's ass like i gotta <laughs> go find this guy you know like get really really angry and then i just realizing that like you know like like i just didn't want to be a part of that anymore you know yeah. what i mean like i didn't want the stress the stress that came from it like like the the feeling of like you know just being like negative and like angry and like all that like i just didn't want it so i just kind of made a point like with my twitter like that i was gonna use like 99 percent of it to just like you know be like positive like you know like lift myself up lift my friends up talk about stuff i like yeah if i don't like something like you know like i don't mind like saying something like oh you know the show or this movie wasn't really for me you know but like but never just like this fucking sucks or like you know that yeah. sucks or because you know like yeah it's just i just like i like it a lot better just kind of like being positive and not getting like sucked up into all that drama yeah it, it can be twitter can be so cool well, well i mean like this conversation we're having like this conversation probably wouldn't have happened if if either of us weren't on twitter because that's that's how i found out about yeah. you as a writer and like um and and so yeah like it 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 really does first of all it's it, with me anyway like so i was raised catholic and i'm not catholic anymore but god damn if that catholic guilt ain't a real thing that, that like sticks around so like if i get mad uh -huh. at somebody or i say something stupid or i'm a i'm a dick to someone right like you know, like I'll at first I'll get like all heated and I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. and then later, like I'm like still mad. And then like, and then I'm, and then I feel guilty about it. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then I'm like, I'm like stressing and going through like an amalgamation of emotions for like a stranger that I'm never going to meet. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's why like, am right. I putting my, my mentality, like my brain through this? But it's also like, you know, like just recently, like, uh, uh, Dr. Steph Phillips, like, she she tweeted out like a thread the last few days about how like she didn't say what happened but she was in the hospital and got out of the hospital and, and just like logged on to social media to like a whole bunch of people like saying that she's like a shit writer and is ruined ruining wonder woman and harley quinn and like shouldn't be in common and like I just, I could not, even if, even if I don't like a comic, like I just could not imagine like trying to hurt somebody like that. And, and it always impresses me. I, and I've told people this many times, like we are lucky, like before I did this, before I was reviewing comics and had the blog and stuff, like I used to just do like, I used to just tweet about comics because my friends in real life don't read them. Like they, they mm -hmm. like the movies and stuff, but like, I don't have a lot of people where I can like in real life, like sit down have a beer and talk comic books with. So like Twitter right, was yeah. really cool with me. Cause I like found all these other nerds and we could like talk and like recommend stuff and learn about all these new comics that I never even heard of. And, and like it, it always like impressed me that like you guys would take the time out of your day to say, Hey, thanks for reading my book. That's really cool. Maybe answer a couple questions online, or, you know, just show mm -hmm. us that like, thank you for reading what I wrote and I appreciate it. We are lucky that that happens. And there are so many nerds that are like trying their hardest to make you all leave social media. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, leave these fucking yeah. people alone. Like they're going to go away. And then we're not going to be able to talk about this stuff anymore. More like 
so it's just it's just a, yeah. it's a weird place that like it offers a lot of opportunity especially now with covid with you know people still aren't comfortable with cons and stuff it's it, you know like networking and in the creative field is still a very important and and necessary thing and so like you know on the professional and the fan consumer standpoint like social media is like very important and and it's you know like it has a lot of good deals but yeah there's like say yeah. you can like you can like blink and turn down the wrong road on the internet and then you're like oh no how'd i get here <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean you know it's like yeah that's the thing it's like there, there's good stuff and there's bad stuff and i and i do enjoy the good stuff which is why i'm not like looking to shut down my twitter anytime soon um but it's, i just like don't like want to engage with like the negativity so mm. it's like so i just kind of stay out of it and uh and if uh you know if i if i do get sucked into it i'm more likely to just like block the people and mute them not because like yeah because it just seems to me like stupid to argue with somebody whose mind you're never going to change you know yeah. what i mean it's like they're they're not going to change my mind i'm not going to change their mind so what do we have to talk about it's like exactly you know, as well just pretend you know pretend each other don't exist so yeah that that block and that mute button are very are are very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's cool. Like They're when you good. when you weed when you weed people out. Like you you can like you can make your social media experience a lot better by not. Oh, everybody yeah, says it. Sure. Don't don't feed the fucking trolls, right? Like. You know, don't, yeah. don't, don't feed the Twitter weirdos after midnight or they're going to like turn into nasty little gremlins. They're going to take over your, you know, your, your apartment complexes and stuff like you just yeah. don't, just don't. I do mean, it. it's hard. Like when you get like targeted, like, and luckily I've never been like targeted. Oh yeah. But, but like when you have like a bunch of like, you know, these like trolls, like all coming at you, like it's, it's very hard to like, you know, some stuff is going to get through, but you know, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, like you, you just like block and don't give it a second thought because you know really it's like there's no life's like, too um, damn short man like especially now life's like, too well, short yeah you you yeah. just you had a health scare not long ago like yeah, yeah and, back in october yeah so i mean it's just like you never really know what's gonna happen it's especially mm -hmm. today like i mean you wake up with the sniffles and you're like shit am i dying or am i is it just the winter and i have a cold you know it's it's weird and, yeah yeah it's like i very much am am uh I try really hard to be like a, a positive force, um, you know, I, in, in comics. And so like, I don't, if I don't like something, I don't review it. I don't talk about it. You know, like I just, um, I just, I, I feel like it's real easy to be negative and nasty and, and it sucks that you get more attention that way. Like, you know, but you, I, mm -hmm. I feel like you get the wrong attention. Like it's long term, yeah. it's attention you don't want, but you know, so I just, yeah. I just try and be positive and, I guess my life's better. I don't know. I get a bunch of free comics and I get to talk yeah. to a bunch of like really genius creatives. And then like, I've, I've, I think I have a pretty cool nerd life these days, man. Like I, yeah. I never would have thought that I could read a comic book and, and be like, Oh man, I really liked see a sorrows. Like you want to like talk to me about it for a little bit. And then they're like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, like awesome. So I, I want to ride that wave. I don't want to ride like yeah. the other shallow rocky waters like i don't want that shit <laughs> yeah i mean like you know there's like definitely people out there that like don't like my stuff there's like like a couple of reviewers who like everything i put out is like rag on and and you know and the, like when i was first starting out it was like made me feel a little bad but now it just kind of like i laugh at it i guess i don't know <laughs> like it's just funny to me because it's like I'm like, 
there's like a couple of people where like I know if they don't like it, I take that as a sign that I'm I'm doing doing it well. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, like oh, I'm doing. So yeah. Like, I get that. That's what. See like, again, uh, like I could never. I just I couldn't imagine like just writing an article like shitting on somebody like it just seems like yeah i have better stuff yeah to do. It, <laughs> it just confuses me more than anything because it's like you know nobody's like out there like uh paying you like a shitload of money to like uh review comics you know what i mean it's like that's something <laughs> like even if you're like work, even if you're working for a site it's like something you're like voluntarily doing and yeah. i don't understand why you would subject yourself to reading something you don't like just to like have have like the little visceral little thrill of like dunking on somebody <laughs> and and it's like not even like in, a, in an effective way it's like you know it's like oh you hated it do you think that's going to like affect it's not going to stop me it's not going to stop like you know me from like getting my next job or like whatever you know yeah what I mean? you, you like, like you like hang hang your hat on on the rack you're like well i wrote superman but this guy didn't like my comic so i guess I'm yeah gonna, like i'm not going to feel bad go back to it's the like, day I'm, job I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah exactly it's like like i wrote superman you wrote a shitty review of my superman <laughs> comic, so. oh i would make yeah, that like, a t-shirt I, I, <laughs> yeah. I wrote superman so, you wrote yeah, a like, shitty review <laughs> and awesome. yeah it's fine like everybody's entitled to their opinion and i'm not saying everybody has to like me and like by all means like i can i can take it it's just it's like i almost like i would just love like to like have like coffee with them and like really just understand like the psychology behind it because it's like interesting to me <laughs> you know what I mean? so but it's all it? uh sean it's all sean daly who's uh uh he's 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 done He's done some like cover work. He's a really cool artist. He does like some Kickstarter books and he just did a book with IDW too, uh, like an all ages title, but his first, uh, his first like original graphic novel, he, he posted like, you know, like where people post like pull quotes and he put like uh -huh. all the negative review, <laughs> review like pull quotes on there. Yeah. And, like, and, it, and it, like, it's so like, they're kind of hilarious. Like, but it was just like he just totally like put those like on the actual publication like all the bad reviews and he like and i was like i, just, awesome. I thought i thought that was yeah. like a big flex and he's like he's so like talented he's like an amazing artist and he's doing like tmnt like he's doing ninja turtle variants he did a he did a last ronin variant he did a a new ninja turtle uh christmas variant um and, but yeah he's he's a super cool dude and like i just love the i just i just thought that was like awesome because i i get um luckily i haven't had like a lot like a lot of people no one really other than like comics gate people like come at me sometimes because i that's yeah. when i like go off like i've i've learned like not to because it doesn't they like want you to you know they they they, yeah. they want you to come at them so they can come at you and i've gotten a little smarter about that but like i mean most uh, most people online and it's probably because they don't know me that well like you kind of like me but like I, I was a bouncer for seven years rich like like i got paid money and got paid pretty well to like I kind of miss that. Like I go, people be like, Hey, fuck you. Fuck your mother. Get out of this bar. And like, no one got mad at me for saying stuff like that. Right. Like, cause it was like, I had a right, reason. Yeah. To. And now I have an office job. And so like, when I get like angry clients on the phone, like I always think about that. Like if I could just be like, go fuck yourself and yeah. hang up the phone. <laughs> like, we can't do that anymore. So, life would be so much easier. Yeah. <laughs>
but yeah so, and, and so i have yeah. to i have to remind myself online too you know like hey you're not bouncer blake anymore because it's like I'm, yeah. you know it's not like i'm like a badass but like i've you know like i'm not like i've i've been in a lot of bar fights i've i know that i can get punched in the face and like you know like i've i've been yeah but like, like those these these little nerds like they, they probably haven't been in a fight you know like i don't know you know like and it's just like it's just not worth it even if there was a way to actually fight them like okay great but it's like yeah what's it gonna do <laughs> there's there's no but i'm just saying like i've been in a lot of fights too and it's like you know when you're in a fist fight it's like okay you're in a fist fight and like maybe you win maybe you lose or whatever but this is just like when you're arguing with somebody online there's no real way to like win because yeah. nobody's nobody's gonna back down because they're yeah. not getting hurt you know what i mean like you punch me. somebody in the face <laughs> you punch somebody in the face they go down they're hurt whatever it's like you know i like there's nothing i can like say to like a comic skate person that is going to make them like reconsider their right like their rethink their life choices skate. and there's there's nothing they can say to me that's going to make me be like oh i think i'm going to do my next book on indiegogo and you know it's like <laughs> there's just no like um I'm just saying it's like it's just not my scene and like and they're not going to like pull me into that scene by like berating me it's like you know like if you have a problem with me and you wanted to come fight me I would prefer that than you come yell at me on Twitter because like in a fight at least I know it's going to be over at some point yeah <laughs> you know what sucks like, now is whatever. like I remember so like I've been I've been out of the bar industry for like uh almost four years and like and mm -hmm. so like you know I was I was like, I was over 30 when I was still like a bouncer. And I, I stayed with this bar man for seven years because they kept the, the bartenders would make really good money. And they kept teasing me by making me, they were like, oh yeah, you're going to be a bartender one day. Like it's, you're, you know, we're, we'll make mm -hmm. you a bartender. And, uh, and, and, you know, I, they never did. And I was a bar back. So like I got tipped and, but like what really sucked that I learned is like after 30, man, even if you win a fight, I fucking hurt for three yeah, days, yeah, still lose a fight. three days yeah. later, you're like, Oh, my back hurts. My arm hurts. My face hurts. Like, and it's just yeah. like, this is not worth it. And, and like, I, I mean, I, I, I think it saved my life getting out of there. Like I, I was being stupid. Yeah. It was fun. And like, I have a lot of great stories, but like I was being dumb. I, I tell people this a lot, like comics kind of got me out of that. Cause I was, um, I was spending money on things I shouldn't spend money on. And then like, mm -hmm. I couldn't buy comic books. Cause I was like, Oh, all my money's gone. And then I was like, Oh, well you should probably buy comic books instead of this other stuff. And then, you know, and then life, life got yeah. a little bit better. <laughs> so yeah, so comic, yeah. comics, comics made me calm down. And then now I, now I work from home in an office job and, and podcast. Great. <laughs> Never thought yeah, that like, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying like, you know, I don't want like a line of people like lining up to fight me the next time I go to a con or anything. <laughs> I'm just saying it's like, like, you know, like at least like when you're like in person or even like an argument, like in person, I feel like is more like productive than like a Twitter fight. It's just like, oh yeah, you're just like shout, you're just like shouting over each other and nothing gets resolved. So it's like, so at that point it just feels pointless to me and I don't like doing pointless things. So yeah. You, we yeah. gotta, we gotta get you back on the show. So I guess Tony Gregory uh, was a was a bouncer and worked in the bar for a long time too. Uh -huh. and, and he said he wants to come on 
sometime and, and share bar and fight stories. So like, I got to get, I got to get some nerd brawlers for like a, a, uh-huh. a special, like <laughs> special, like uh, Duke Dukes and episode <laughs> one time. We'll have to, we'll have to talk about yeah, all this, man. all the stupid shit we did. Like when we were younger, <laughs> for sure. Anytime. Cause yeah, it's, I, it's, it's, it was, it's fun. And, and, but I just, I don't know, man, it, I, 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 a lot, I've learned a lot in the last few years and, and I've learned that like life is generally better, uh, when, when you smile, when you laugh, then when you're like trying to hurt someone's feelings or, you know, beat someone yeah. down or so, you know, like it's just like, and and especially like the last two years, man, like it's, we live in a new weird world. And like I said, like that to, to just be a little more positive and to try and like keep a smile on your face. Like, I, I think we can all benefit from that more Hell than, yeah. more than, than corralling, you know, the, the internet weirdos and, and going to battle, right? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> for sure. So yeah, what, that's uh, like the thing. what do you got? Yeah. Like, um, you got, you got anything you can like, you can, you can sneak us like for the, for like few, few like you, you mentioned you're doing the, the holiday episode or the holiday, the, the, mm-hmm. the Valentine's day. Yeah, episode. Yeah, the holiday special. Um, and then I think when's a side note, when's like issue two a happy hill coming out. Cause like, I need, so, I need a happiness. Yeah, yeah, no. That'll be, that'll be in February. Uh, oh, cool. Happy Hill. Yeah. Happy Hill. Number one is going to be in comic stores end of January. And then we're going to do two, three, four. We've got like five issues planned right now. Okay. So that'll be, um, that'll be coming out um, from now till I guess like May or so. And then um, uh, two weeks from now, I'm announcing a new book with a new publisher that's all i can say about it all right <laughs> but uh but it's going to be a new um a new like horror miniseries so it should be a lot of fun I'm excited about that and um we're still kind of working out the details but i think uh if all goes according to plan later this year alex and i should be back with like a another um horror horror story together so nice. that'll be fun too so yeah got a couple of things on the plate and, you know hopefully we'll kind to add to that as the year goes on but yeah i'm not going anywhere so got a few things good lined up. i'm glad you're not because i i dig your stuff yeah. and like i i don't like Thanks, i want to buy more i want to buy more of it <laughs> awesome what's wrote like just a you do you you seem to like have a nice little comfort zone a real comfy chair in in horror and and fantasy like i feel like those two genres mm-hmm. kind of like you're very comfy and you're you're you tell you tell good stories within those genres um what what's your favorite like would like if you had to pick like sword and sorcery and and beheadings and or like uh <laughs> or or just absolutely like spine tingling shivery skate like scares like what's what, what what's your favorite kind of funny I, I, like it goes back and forth but i think like probably like at the end of the day like like fantasy is like my like first first thing i first genre i fell in love with and like i'm always gonna i'm always gonna love it like probably the most out of all of them um but i think like the other thing the cool thing about fantasy is that it, it can be very expansive like you can do like horror and fantasy mm. you can do you can even do like sci-fi and fantasy like willingly does like a bit of that you know going on so um yeah like i if 
if like you made me choose one, I would, I would say probably go with fantasy. But I do love writing horror. It's like, you're really it's good. You're, I mean, you're really good. It's at a very like, <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of like uh, it's 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 a lot of fun to kind of let your like uh, the darkest part of your imagination go. You know, just sort of be like, you know, you have a thought, you know, like wow, that's really fucked up, and it's like that's perfect. You know? <laughs> so um, so yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll never fun. forget like when you you announced when when Sea of Sorrows was coming out and you announced on Twitter you were like you guys aren't ready for this next issue there's like a <laughs> there's a splash page in this issue that you guys just aren't ready for and then and that the the letterer uh was like it yeah. was like no it that fucked me up like uh you guys made me yeah, uncomfortable yeah. so you like literally made your creative team uncomfortable with like how twisted this was and like i was so like i was like oh my god like i gotta read that and then when i read it and i was like oh my god it is crazy so yeah that was awesome yeah yeah, that was one thing I loved about CSRs was that like, um, you know, we kind of that that one was in like an issue four, and and then it was like, okay, but that's not even the big surprise. We got an even bigger one in issue five, so it was like that was a lot of fun, just kind of like being able to like build build up like what the siren like really was, and like, dude, yeah, that um, was insane. You know, and, a couple and of different facets about it. Yeah. The art, like his art, was just like yeah, unreal. Alex is just amazing. He's like, it's like. Uh, like I think like Rota Bones and CSROs both go really well together because like Rota Bones is very um uh like just in terms of like the palette it, like it takes place in Siberia so it's like white like that that is like a like a white book because it's just fields of snow and mountains and stuff like that and like as white as that book is like Sea of Sorrows is black it's like the black depths of like the ocean so so they both go really well together but like thing is is like you know no matter what Alex does no matter what like what he's working with he's he's able to kind of create those moods which is just amazing yeah going back to nightmare theater i i paid i paid a couple extra bucks to get the the alex volume two variant for mm-hmm. nightmare theater the like zombie theater cover yeah i love that one i really wanted the booby cover i'm not gonna lie like i really really wanted the i always think about that on kickstarter because i always have like the nudie variants and i'm always like i'm gonna get one one day i just want one i just want like yeah. <laughs> i want like a, a dirty dirty old man cover right and that 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 uh, was like uh-huh. that that the two girl vampire cover i can't remember the artist's name but like it was a cool cover and like I really wanted it, but it was like, it was like 30 extra bucks. And I, I got volume one and two on the Kickstarter. So it was already like 60. And I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't spend 120 bucks. Just yeah. like cartoon boobies. I can't do it. <laughs> I want to, yeah. but I can't. <laughs> Wait for a better deal. A better deal will come along. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, yeah. I mean, that, 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 that anthology is going to be great. There's a lot of really talented folks. I'm excited. I, I really like um, Kevin who writes Tart and like uh, I, I watch mm-hmm. his show on Fridays a lot and he like has like Kickstarter people on and he's had, he's had a lot of people on that worked on that anthology and like everybody was just talking it up so much. I was like, I got to do it. Like I got it. I got to back it. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. like I, 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 tr- I try like, you know, like I like get like, I like the money that you save getting digital stuff, but like, I have so many like Kickstarter books on my tablet and it's like, it's different when you like, can't see the stack, you know, like, like Mm -hmm. it's like on my tablet, but like, if I have books I need to read, like they're in a pile and I can like see those. And so a lot of times, like when I back digital, I, I forget that I like have these things. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for that. And that's, I actually, I didn't know you were in that. So that's like, cool. Like I I'm excited. Your writing is very impressive and I really like your horror. Like you are 
a really good horror writer. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, man. Like, I was super stoked to like talk to you. Like, and I'm real. I'm so glad you like came on the show. Like, uh, like I said, Sea of Sorrows is, is awesome. It's one of my favorite comics of the year. Uh, everything I've everything I've read by you so far has just been a blast. Uh, Wailing Blade is fucking gnarly and beautiful. I haven't got to Road of Bones yet. I I meant to, um, but I'm not the best pod. Like I'm not I'm not the perfect podcast host. I didn't read your entire backlog before. All good. <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there someday. That's all good. But yeah, man, and, and I'm 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 definitely stoked for more Happy Hill too. Like Happy Hill was incredible. Yeah, Happy Hill has been a lot of fun. Uh, Joe and I are working on. Uh, I think we're working on issue four right now he's That's drawing cool. it so uh so we're, we're pretty we're pretty well ahead with that so i still can't believe he tweeted the other day that like someone told him like his art wasn't good for horror like this was like this yeah. was like a couple a couple maybe like a month or so ago but i was like what like his art's so yeah. good yeah i think i mean he, he gets like some weird comments like something <laughs> Somebody said like, and and Joe is like, you want to have some, you want to have a good time on a podcast. Get Joe on your podcast because he's one of the funniest, funniest people I know. Like, if you want to, you want to get us on to talk about Happy Hill, like in like a couple of months, like we should, we should, we can do like a both of us come on. Done. He's, he's I'm, just hold, I'm holding you to funny. that, sir. But um, <laughs> but he tells a story that like it would have been better or it looked like Humberto Ramos drew this with his foot or something wow which is kind of like a mean comment but joe thought it was hilarious and, and the way he tells it <laughs> he's telling it he'll tell it much better than i do but um but yeah he's uh he's he's a great artist and uh it's just like people just have weird opinions about shit like, and, and wailing blade is it's better like folks folks at home listening like wailing blade is a beautiful and wonderfully violent comic and it's but it's so like i don't know like i, I love the i love the style and i love like all, like just the heads and body parts flying and, and the action sequences <laughs> yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. and, and just the, the character designs and the sword design it's also great and i really want to get the, i have the four single issues but i really want to get that that hardcover you guys have for that is comics oh, tribe is, like, makes beautiful two pretty hard covers like it's not fair. they really do like they like i love yeah. the die there's they're the die cut and the cool like it's just like they're just cool they're cool books yeah it's like a, it's a beautiful it's probably the most like beautiful presentation of a, like a book i've done just because of that so far anyway just because of that die cut cover and like the um what do you call it the uh spot gloss the chrome like uh, oh the, the foil, the foil gloss, yeah. like the chrome and stuff and yeah the foil foil stuff yeah it just looks like beautiful like it came in the mail and i was like wow like, amazing and you just so, got a they just put out you got a metal variant now too for it right didn't didn't yeah. comics tribe mm -hmm. just do metal variants for everything yeah yeah i think what happened uh was uh a vendor approached tyler and was like hey you want to do some metal variants and tyler was like let's see what you got and he liked them so they so he start he's he's going to be doing those i think he did them for almost like, kind of like a best of like like mm. going all the way back to uh one of um john lee's uh, earlier books um and then emily was gone which came out like a few years ago a great book um, but I think he's like reprinting issue one of that with like the metal cover. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, I think like all the comic tribes, number ones are getting that eventually. So that's one, cool. that's one thing I haven't ventured into yet is that like, I want one, but they're just, yeah. they're kind of pricey and like, I don't know, like, I, yeah, I, they are. I, like, I feel like that's like a slippery slope where it's like you buy one of them and then you're going to be like, oh, I have to get like one for every Kickstarter now. And then I'm like, oh, I'm living in a box on the side of the road because I can't afford anything <laughs> else. 
Yeah. But I, I think uh, that's you know, cool, man. Like, it's, I, I love comics. Like, everything I've read from Comics Tribe. And, like, and I interviewed John Lee's, like, a few months ago for Halloween. And, like, he's, he's mm-hmm. super cool. All, all you guys seem like really cool dudes. And you're all, you're all very, like, approachable online and, like, just excited to talk comics. And I don't know. I think you guys are all really great voices in the indie comics field and and i'm glad that you're getting to dip your toes in the big two and i and i I hope that progresses for you like i i I think you've got a good voice for superheroes and like dc and marvel would be foolish not to not to keep you around so like i i really hope like you get to do more with them because i'm excited for that thanks man i really appreciate that no problem so too so yeah I know you've got like a family and, and a life and, and other stuff that, that I don't have. So I'd love to talk to you all night, but I know it's getting late. The polite podcast host that I am, this is the part where I, I ask you like, uh, where's, where's a good place for nerds like me to, to interact with you online and, and know where to like buy your comics and see what new stuff's coming out. Like, where do we find you at? So you can, uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, at RDUEK, so R-D-O-U-E-K. I'm also on Instagram there, but I usually use Twitter a lot more because, uh, you know, I don't have like art to post and stuff all the time. Um, I also have a newsletter that I send out. I try to do it like once every two weeks a little busy but like you click on the link for newsletter and you can sign up there nice i don't i think i i think i need to sign up for that i don't think i knew about that you should i should yeah, yeah. you should i because it lets me it lets me go in a little more yeah it lets me get get a little more in depth than i can on twitter because you know like twitter it's like you only have so much space and then if you want to make like a super long thread or whatever but like like my newsletter, like leading up to like the Star Lord thing, like I I did one about what it was like pitching it, like how I came up with the story, how I did research and stuff like that. A lot of stuff we talked about, but you know, just like kind of just for anybody who wants to be reading about it. So yeah, but it's oh rduex.com. There's not a lot of rduex out there. If you see one out there, it's probably <laughs> but, uh... it's a fake it's a fake account. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rich, I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to nerd out with me. Um, listeners, like, honestly, for real, like, see uh, Sorrows, the, the trade is going to be out hopefully in the next few weeks. I know it because of paper yeah. shortages and supply chain weirdness, it got a little bit delayed, but see Sorrows is something you guys need to check out. Uh, you can go to the uh, Comics Tribe website. You can order uh, the Wailing Blade hardcover, which is just mad gorgeous inside and outside. That's a super fun sci fantasy tale. Uh, Star Lord Wastelanders just came out and then the last couple weeks, and it was wonderful and fun. And uh, keep an eye out for DC's uh, Valentine's Day issue. Rich will be in that. And uh, again, like Happy Hill, like uh, definitely back that on Kickstarter. And I'm sure on the Kickstarter, you'll be able to buy back issues or next next week is it'll drop in comic shops. Happy Hill number one or two weeks. No, it should be more more like I think the last weekend of the month so like the okay. 25th or 26th I don't know the exact date but like yeah so issue one should be out then and then issue two will follow in February so on and so forth so and then we'll probably have a 
either a Kickstarter or, you know, some other kind of crowdfunding thing for like a, uh, another like hardcover once, once everything's out. So exciting that too, like later <laughs> in the year. Yep. Hey man, I'm here for anything you put out. You are, you're a wonderful writer. You're a wonderful Thanks, voice man. in the indie community. Uh, you're a super cool dude and you work with really badass artists and all your books are really pretty. And that's like, <laughs> you just, uh, I don't know. This was super cool. Like I, again, thank you for like taking the time to talk to me and uh, everybody like read Rich's comics. They're really fucking good. Give him some money. Uh, buy, Thanks, buy, buy Superman red and blue. It's it, the hardcover just came out. It's a beautiful hardcover. It is available now. And yeah, like we're here for it, brother. We appreciate you. Thanks man. I really appreciate that.